This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Can't see nothing in front of me. Can't see nothing coming up behind. Make my way through this darkness. Inspired by the tragic events of 9-11, but I hear the song, I think of the Israelis, the rising, rising up as a community, as a people, as a proud heritage, and they're going to get the win here. My wife, she's not just gorgeous, but she's smart. She sends me a text. She goes, Biden and WFAN both talking about teams. <laughs> what she means by that, that's a great text, Dee is uh, Joe Biden did say earlier today that he believes the bomb, the rocket that hit the hospital in Gaza was, quote-unquote, sent by the other team. Team is what he said. That's a pretty good text right there, Daniel. All right, listen, um, we're going back live to Israel. We were there earlier this morning with Alex Trayman, who comes on every morning uh, from Jerusalem with uh, the JNS, and he's done a tremendous job. But this is a, a personal friend of ours. And has been for years, and is a very, very uh, nice person. I, I have to say that about uh, Yuda. Years ago, he's uh, from a company called Slinger. It's his company. And my daughter, Ava, was a great tennis player, played tennis for many, many years. That was her sport. Then she moved on from a, she went to a different sport. She went to Starbucks. But uh, she's got a buddy named Pierre, who's also a great tennis player. And uh, years ago, Yehuda actually sent Pierre one of those machines, you know, that spits out the ball, you get to hit it back. And that helped Pierre get a scholarship eventually to Nazareth College in upstate New York. He's just a great guy. And um, unfortunately for him, well, fortunately, look, Dove Hiking just flew there a couple of days ago during all this. He's there right now in a little city or town just outside of Jerusalem. So let's get to him. Here's our friend Yuda Honigman. Yuda, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, first of all, uh, I, I know you're fine because uh, I, I did speak to you yesterday and Danielle. Tell me the exact name of the city or town you're in just outside Jerusalem. Yeah, I live in a small town just outside of Jerusalem called Tekoa. There's about 4,000 people that live here, and we are completely surrounded on all sides by Palestinians. Completely surrounded by Palestinians. So. Then give me what your day looks like. So, for example, today, Hamas, who clearly did it themselves because 
their equipment is faulty. They basically make their rockets in a basement, you know. Clearly they did this. Uh, but they're blaming the Israelis, and now you've got the Iranians and Hezbollah. Hezbollah calling for a day of uh, of rage, just like Hamas called last Friday for a day of global jihad. So today is a day of rage. What does that mean for you folks in Israel surrounded by Palestinians? So thank God today uh, I didn't see any rage. I was actually out on the roads. Uh, this morning I woke up, put on a bulletproof vest, got in my car, had to drive down to the gun oh, range. Oh, oh, hold on a second. You, you woke up You woke up and put on a bulletproof vest. And I imagine you went out and bought that yourself. I can't imagine the Israeli government is supplying citizens with those. You actually went and purchased a bulletproof vest. How long ago was that? So I'm actually in the, in the process of doing a big fundraiser for my community. We've, we've raised about $180,000 so far. Sid, you were gracious enough to donate as well, you and Danielle. Um, and, and we're raising money for our security team out here to buy all the equipment and gear that we need in order to keep our community safe. Um, so when I knew I had to get on the roads today and drive and Hezbollah, as you said, called for a day of rage, I quickly went down and borrowed one of the bulletproof vests just to make my drive uh, nice. a little bit less anxiety-filled. How far did you have to go? Uh, about 20 minutes. I had to drive one road through a Palestinian village. It was it was extremely quiet. Um, the, there are soldiers everywhere right now. You know, I think that uh, one of the biggest things that we've gained so far, at least in this area, is fear. Meaning they're they're scared of us at this point out here. Um, we've taken a lot of measures and a lot of actions um, out here where I live to ensure that we can live as comfortably as possible and as safely as possible. Um, you know, down south, up north is obviously very, very different. But the tides can, can turn in a minute. You know, the other day, things were quiet as well. Friday afternoon, things were quiet. And the Palestinians started throwing rocks at cars and lighting tires on fire and rolling them down the street. So things could change in a second. And that was uh, close to your home, some of those acts? That was about three-minute drive from my home. Oh, my God. So uh, you in a position, I had Dove hiking on the other day, and, I know you know Dove, and uh, he went back to Israel, and he's been touring the country. And I've known Dove a long time. He's a tough guy, and he cried on this show on Tuesday. He started to cry. He uh, went into some of those homes in Eshkelon and those places where he said you can smell death and see the blood and all of that. And uh, while we're having our conversation, Yehuda, I have to tell you that in the 10 minutes we were on together, uh, we heard about 20 explosions, and every time there was an explosion, Dove was like, oh, my God, did you hear that? Oh, my God, did you hear that? At no point did he run to a shelter. He continued the conversation on the phone. But it was very unnerving for me, and I'm thousands and thousands of miles away. And I know you hear that stuff all day long, yes? Yeah. I mean, the, the other day, uh, yesterday or two days ago, it's all a blur right now in terms of days. You know, the kids don't have school. We're working from home. So I really don't even know what day it is. But uh, it was either yesterday or two days ago I took my son out to a uh, a little like petting zoo that's right near our house. It was open in a limited capacity. I think they were allowed to have 30 people because um, that's the amount of people that could fit in the bomb shelter that's there. Um, and while we were there, I was with my son. And, you know, I have a son on a son in a wheelchair, yes, cerebral palsy. And I was pushing him around, and he had a buddy of his with him. And all of a sudden, I heard the phones going off, the alarms on the phones going off, and it was a massive boom overhead. Um and it turns out it wasn't even local. It, the missile landed in Jerusalem, which, like I said, is about 20, 25 minutes away from us. But we heard it. We, we felt it. Um, mm. 
And I had to make the decision at that point, you know, a decision that, that nobody really wants to make. <laughs> Do I stay here with my kid and continue giving him the stimulation and enjoyment that he needs and he loves and that he's not getting in school and from other friends right now? Or, or do I run and take him home and feel like I'm not safe? You know? What'd you do? Um, and it's, it, it's, I stayed. I stayed. You Good. know, we, we, I went to the manager of the, of the facility first, and I asked her where the closest bomb shelter is, make sure it was open, and, you know, stayed nearby just in case. But I told my son, you know, we're not going to run away in fear right now. We're going to stay for, for 20 more minutes. You get to play, play with a few more animals. And kind of, again, it, it's important for, for him, for all of our children, to kind of have this semblance of, of continuity of, of life, you know. Um, they don't have school, so they're literally sitting home all day, and we're trying to find ways to enrich their days. Um, if you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GoboLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to DigitalDollarReport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Well, when you say that they, they don't have school, you know, um, COVID, for example, not nearly as dangerous as what you're going through. In fact, uh, not all that dangerous at all, especially for kids, part of the uh, big American lie. But they kept our kids home during COVID, too. and uh, But they put them on computers, you know, and they put them on Zoom, and kids were, like, playing games, and who knows what they were doing. And we just got dumber, which is almost impossible in America. So your kids aren't even yeah. doing Zoom lessons? There's no school at all? Nothing? So Zoom, Zoom has started this week. Uh, my daughter, who's in third grade, um, has, I think, two, maybe three Zoom classes a day, each one about 45 minutes to an hour. So you're talking about, let's say she wakes up at 6 and goes to bed at 7, 13 hours. So there's still 10 hours of the day unaccounted for. Um, they have to sleep so, at some point, you know, Yehuda, don't they? They have to sleep at some point. No, I'm saying if she wakes up at at uh, at six and goes to sleep at seven oh, p.m. Gotcha. at thirteen hours of right, the day, right, right, yeah, right. So, so uh, yeah. ten hours a day unaccounted for. Of like, yeah. what do we do? And yeah. and we're all home. And I'm trying to work. And I'm also very involved in the security in my area and doing this big fundraiser that we're involved with and purchasing all the equipment and literally smuggling equipment in, meaning we had people pack suitcases and fly to the airport and, and drive to the airport and send them with random people to Israel just to make sure that we have the gear that we need out here. So there's a lot of moving pieces to what, what we're involved with out here right now. And juggling the kids on top of that is difficult, you know, but oh uh, we're doing the best we can. And it's, it's further made crazy, Sid, by some of the teachers that teach our kids are also in, uh, also in the reserves. So they're out in the army as well, or maybe their husbands are in the army, so they can't go to work, and they're home with their kids. So it, it's it's a big uh, balagan, as they say in Israel. I have to imagine that you know during the daytime it's got to be tough enough, but you can see right, you can see what's going on. But when night comes and you can't see anything, and you hear gunshots or hear um, explosions, especially for the little children, your kids, God bless them, it's got to be really horrifying what are the nights like in your in your town in israel 
Yeah, so the when, when this first started, you know, that, that Shabbat morning, that Saturday morning on Simchat Torah, when it all started, uh, we were sitting outside in my on my porch outside my house on a regular Saturday morning. I was drinking a cup of coffee before I headed off to Temple, and the kids were running around outside, and all of a sudden I hear boom. And my wife said, what was that? And I said, oh, it must have been someone dropped something. Or it's like uh, I, I couldn't in, – in my in my wildest dreams, if you could have told me to write down my wildest dreams at that moment, I would not have said anything like what has been happening the past 10 days. In my wildest dreams, I couldn't have imagined it. Um, but then we heard it again and again and again, and we looked up to the sky on the hills over us, and, and we literally saw the Iron Dome taking down missiles. Mm. And, you know, I, I quickly rushed the kids into the house, and, you know, it's Sabbath, and I'm an observant Jew, but I grabbed my phone right away, and I opened up my, 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 my phone, and I said, you know, I had to check the security message and see what was going on around me. Um, you know, and I, and I quickly learned that there was a situation and we tried to bunker down, but for the next uh, the next four or five nights, my daughter slept in my bed, in my mine and my wife's bed with us. She would not leave our side. My eldest daughter, uh, my youngest, my, my my youngest, she's two, so she didn't know what was happening. And our middle kid, my my son, who's six years old, he uh, you know he was waking up multiple times a night, just calling us just to make sure that we were here. Oh my god! He'd be like, Abba, Ima, Mommy, Dad, just and so we'd come into his room and he'd say, I'm going back to sleep. He just wanted to know that we were home, yeah, that we were here, that we were okay, that he was okay. Yeah. Have you, know? you uh, um, and I know you've got uh, a smart guy and a, and a great business guy, but uh, you're a terrific father and a great husband, and you, you love your three children, but have you considered at any point uh, joining the, um, maybe you are a member of the Army, I don't know what your situation is, but it seems like a lot of folks are leaving home and heading down to that Gaza border. Did you consider that, or is that something you, you couldn't do? Yeah, so I, I made Aliyah. I moved to Israel at the age of 27, which is after the, uh, the, the, the age that they'll, that they'll draft me into the Army. So I never actually did Army service. So I don't have the ability to, to join the Army. Um, you know, there's obviously local security and local patrol that's happening within my community, which I am involved with. And then on, on a bigger level, you know, utilizing, you know, my, my relationships within the United States, because I live in a community that's very mixed. There's Americans, there's Russians, there's Israelis. Um, so utilizing the connections of the United States, we put together this fundraiser and, and tried to leverage our relationships with our family and our friends in the United States, and we raised this money. And that was an initiative that myself and a couple of friends put together. And like I said, you know, you were a part of it, Sid, and, and, and we raised over about $180,000 so far. Right. There's still a ways to go. We're still looking to raise more and really make our community as safe as it possibly can be. Just last night, I had a meeting until around 11.30 p.m. Uh, with the local security team discussing the needs and which are constantly changing. Like the, the needs of the community and the needs of the security team are constantly changing based on what the Arabs are popping up with and what they're doing. Yeah, sure. Know? Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, one more, then I'll get back to the fundraiser. We'll wrap things up. And uh, thank you so much for doing this today. Your voice provides a lot of solace for folks here who are nervous about what's going on in Israel, may have family or friends. So your voice this morning is doing a lot more than you could even imagine. Uh, have you ever had any thoughts over the last week that uh, you wish you were back in the United States? Because I must tell you that everybody that I speak to, very anecdotal, I get it. But even a guy like Dove Hyken, he flew there as soon as the war started. Uh, none of these people say that. Oh, I wish I was back in the United States now. They they seem more than happy to be there, whether they're actually grabbing a gun or not, defending their home state of Israel. I imagine you feel the same way. 100%. I'll, I'll tell you two things. First of all, I didn't even have a single thought of maybe we should fly back. Like, there, there literally wasn't a single thought in my mind, my wife's mind, my children's mind. My kids didn't even bring it up and be like, you know, should we go back to America? And we were just there in August. So, like, it's fresh. It's new. They knew. They know that we're there. They, you know, easily we could have gone back. But it, it wasn't uh, It wasn't a question and a thought in the slightest. But, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, you know, the, the biggest message that I'm really seeing out of all this, and, you know, we're obviously living in a in a time, like you said, you know, Dov Heiken went into those houses and he saw some of that. And it's it's literally a darkness of darkness of darkness. It's absolutely terrible what's happening. And there's there's pictures of uh, of, the, of the houses of these of these these families, these people whose, whose lives were taken. And it literally looks like life stopped, like a carton of milk on the counter, but shattered oh. with blood. You know, like life literally stopped for these people in the middle of their morning routine. Um, cups of coffee, like just sitting there on the coffee table full, but, you know, no one did. Um, so while we're living in this state of absolute, complete darkness, we're also seeing an insane, insane amount of light and, and goodness that's coming out of this. Like all across the country, everywhere you go, everywhere you see, there's people who are doing things for other people doing things for soldiers, whether it's raising money, delivering things, making food. Someone just called me and asked if tomorrow at 4 p.m. I'll go, if I was willing to go to a barbecue for 50 soldiers, I need someone to man the grill. Someone purchased the food, can I man the grill? And I said 100%. Like, Mm. you know, so I have work meetings, but if anything else happening, it it doesn't matter. The soldiers come first. I'll I'll change my schedule. So there's also so, so much goodness coming out of everything that's happening. The way you sound right now, you sounded like uh, a lot of us after 9-11. Uh, similar circumstances, right? I mean, uh, 3,000 dead on our own soil, something we never thought would happen. And uh, with us, it lasted a couple of weeks. My confidence is that the Israelis, it'll last for a long time because America was even divided back then, 21 years ago. But we, we had a couple of weeks where there was this amazing kumbaya feeling, and people, like you said, were, were in it together. So we do have some of that experience here in New York, which you do as well. So on the way out, uh, Yehuda, for folks that uh, want to get involved, like you said, me and Danielle already have. It's a great cause. How do people help you out today? So the, the link is is on a website called the Chesed Fund. It's a little bit of a long URL, so it's hard for me to to uh, kind of read it out on the air. Maybe I'll send it to you, Sid, and you can post it on your Facebook. It's also on my Instagram and my social media. So if anyone wants to come follow me, Judah Hanikman, J-U-D-A-H-O-N-I-C-K-M-A-N, they can do that. The link is there. And uh, we really appreciate and love everyone's support and all the love and messages that we're getting from all over the world. Well, I wish uh, you nothing, obviously, but uh, health and prosperity, you you and your beautiful family and your children, all three of them, and just stay safe. And uh, if there's ever anything I can do, which I know sounds silly, but I mean it, if there's anything I can do from all the way back here in America, you've got my number. Feel free to call me any time of the day. Wake me up whenever you want because we love you. 
and uh, we've got your backs. So just be safe, okay, pal? Thank you so much, Sid. Have a good one. You too, buddy. Yehuda Hanekman right there. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.